I'm Bishop Robert. Each life is a story. We don't remember days, we remember moments that touch our hearts. I want to invite you to come on in and have a seat in my study. Let's you and I spend a few minutes together and consider a verse of scripture and how to apply it to those moments that fill up our lives. My hope is that it speaks to your heart, your mind, and your soul. And I hope you'll be back often. Welcome. I'm fighting a court case right now in Canada. The other party wouldn't agree to mediation, so they're going to face the judge. (laughs) Probably not their best decision. Welcome to Mornings with Bishop Robert. Thanks for joining me. You know, my goal is to introduce people to the Jesus they never knew and help them get to know him and his word personally and better. So if our time together today speaks to your heart, let me invite you to like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Now grab a cup and lift it up, and let's jump into today's devotional. So this morning, we're going to consider the important role a mediator can play when two people need to come to an agreement. You've probably heard of court-ordered mediation. It's uh, typically ordered by the court to see if disputing parties can come to an agreement before a judge needs to get involved and make a legal ruling. One of the main goals is to clearly identify the terms of the conflict or the disagreement, then the positions held by the parties. Then the mediator's job is to listen to all sides and try to move things in a direction that can lead to an agreement. I mean, in its simplest form, mediation is only dealing with two parties. As a tool to end armed conflict, a mediator may have to deal with many, many more than two. I've heard this process referred to as herding cats. (laughs) But understanding the terms is really a key consideration to a proper mediation. Because if you haven't defined what the issues are, it's pretty tough to solve them effectively. And a misunderstanding of terms is really much easier than you can imagine. For example, it's quite possible that you read the topic line of today's daily devotional and thought I was going to be speaking about meditation, meaning thinking deeply about and reflecting on a specific scripture. But meditation and mediation are two very different things. And that one small point of misunderstanding could really make things quite confusing. I remember actually using this possibility of confusion to my advantage. I used to live in Salem, Massachusetts. It's a city widely known for its emphasis on witchcraft, and it's known as the location of the witchcraft trials in the United States in the 19, I'm sorry, 1600s. As anyone who's been to Salem knows, witches and witchcraft are a major theme in the city. An image of a witch adorns every police car, fire engine, and ambulance. The city proclaims itself as the witch city, and it's very proud to be affiliated with this moniker. There are lots of museums and stores focused exclusively on witchcraft and spiritism. While our church in Salem came up with a fairly unique plan, to share the Bible with people who had come to Salem with a view towards having some sort of spiritual encounter. We set up a table 
across the street from the Witch Museum. And around the table, we had signs announcing free psalm readings. <laughs> well, of course, people simply glanced at the sign and thought we were offering a free palm reading, which fit very well with the theme that they had visited Salem to experience. So numerous people dutifully came over to the table and sat down and extended their right hand across the table to the person sitting on the other side, provided an excellent opportunity for the Christian sitting at the table to share psalms, proclaiming this person was loved by God. Oh, I see that God has a desire to protect you. He wants to be your shepherd. He wants to lead you and guide you and provide for you. <laughs> and we saw some amazing transformations. Yep, getting the terms right is a critical first step. Now in this mediation, one of the terms that has to be clearly defined is sin. The issue is, we've got it. Not only do we got it, but it's killing us. It's like a virulent cancer. It's eventually going to utterly destroy us. It'll completely eliminate our potential for a relationship with our loving creator. And another key term that's got to be defined is grace. I explain grace with an acronym. God's riches at Christ's expense. It's a gift. It's given with love offered without restriction. Though God offers his grace freely to everyone, and therefore it's offered without restriction, it's not offered without condition. The requirement for receiving God's grace, and with it the complete release of the debt we owe because of our sin, well, that condition's a simple one. If we confess with our mouth Jesus Christ is our Lord, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we receive his grace, period. No amount of work on our behalf can make us worthy. No amount of preparation on our behalf gets us in a, a better position to receive it. <laughs> It'd be like a fish trying to clean itself before the fisherman takes it out of the sea. The task of cleaning the fish is the job of the fisherman, not the fish. Today's verse tells us there's one God, and one mediator between God and man. That's the man, Christ Jesus. So here we see this mediation between multiple parties. The one God and mankind. Mankind, of course, is not a single party. It's a, it's a vast multiplicity of billions of parties, all of whom are receiving the same offer from the one true God. There's only one mediator, the man, Jesus Christ. If you've ever been in a court-ordered mediation, you know the mediator must be accepted by both parties before any mediation can begin. <laughs> you can't simply walk into the courtroom and announce that you've chosen a mediator, but that mediator's not been accepted by the other party. Simply doesn't work that way. The offer of the court is a simple one. Meet the requirements of the mediation, work within the mediation process, or face the judge and the full weight of the law. The man, Christ Jesus, is the only mediator that the one true God will accept. Others can come with various claims or skills or values, but the Bible is clear that the one true God 
has appointed only one mediator. It wasn't Zoroaster, Muhammad, Buddha, or Confucius. It's the man, Christ Jesus. And if you intend to enter into mediation and receive the offer God's making available, you have one possible choice of a mediator. Select another one and head into the mediation. You're going to find out God doesn't accept the mediator with which you arrive. Hey, let's face it. The offer of his mediation is an amazing one. Full and absolute forgiveness for every sin. The only requirement is accepting Christ's lordship. And then accompanying this forgiveness is an offer of great grace, multiple gifts, inherent freedom, and an invitation to impact and advance the kingdom of God. Nothing could be greater. The other option is to await the pleasure of the court and face the judge who will determine whether you're guilty of sin or not. Now, he's a good judge. He does it very, very well. His verdicts are always entirely accurate. He overlooks no evidence. None of us will ever stand before this judge proclaiming that we're innocent and have that claim supported by evidence. Because all of us have sinned. All of us are guilty. And the good judge, he's going to find us guilty. God's offer of grace through his chosen mediator is the only offer that makes any sense at all. Because there's one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. So, today you've got a choice. Accept a mediator or face the judge. That's where I've got to live this today. I also want to ask you to help me introduce Jesus to people who never knew him and help them get to know Christ and his word personally and better. Would you please like this video because it'll help more people see it. Then click follow or subscribe so you and I can get together every day. Click the link in the description. You'll get a free copy of my book, Count to One, that you can download to your inbox. And one more thing, share it with a friend, would you? Because as you do, well, you're part of the team, touching hearts all over the world with the love of Jesus. Thanks for helping.